Welcome to It Is Written Canada. Thank you for joining us. Olena Didichenko did not know what to do or where to go, but she just knew that she had to leave war-torn Ukraine to save her family. Her older daughter pleaded, Mom, just let them shoot me. Olena and her daughters couldn't live like this any longer. They kept waking up throughout the night, the alarms going off, and they didn't know when they would stop. And when they did get a chance to relax, it only lasted a few hours. And then the alarms went off again. Today, our special guest is Olena Didichenko, who has agreed to share her incredible faith-building story with us. Olena, thank you for joining us on It Is Written Canada. I thank you for inviting me here and giving me a possibility to share our story. Elena, what do you remember about when the war first began in the Ukraine? What kind of things did you see? Okay, it was uh, 24th of February uh, 2022. It was Thursday, just usual day as we were um, expecting nothing unusual. Um, I woke up around nine, uh, around sorry, five o'clock in the morning from loud sounds, and I thought, no, it cannot be a war, because nobody believed it couldn't happen. Everybody knew that something is happening, but you know nobody believed that war would start. Uh, people are very mixed, uh, like my grandfather is Russian. You know, my mom has mostly Ukrainian roots. My father is Bulgarian and Russians, they are mixed as well with Ukrainians. And now to believe that they are going to fight us, uh, nobody believed that they would dare to do this. And uh, nobody believed that they would uh, destroy civilians. People thought, okay, maybe they want to take military stations or like this, but when people realized they are going to destroy cities, it changed mind for many people. Um, and uh, at first, your mind is not ready to accept the evidence. You just refuse to believe that this is real. And um, this maybe took two or three days and people started to understand it's real and it happened to us. Our usual life stopped and everything what we liked and did before will change and would never be again the same. So uh, at this point we had to decide to leave or to stay. And first time I decided to stay 
even if I come to Europe, what to do there. I have two kids and this was um, kind of threatening to me because, um, you know, if you are responsible just for yourself, it's one thing. But when you have to go, you don't know where with kids, you have to think twice. So I postponed it maybe two weeks uh, and already decided maybe it's better for us to stay. We will pray and uh, we will stay. We are not going to leave Ukraine. But I saw on condition of my kids that they were too stressed. You know, all the time they have to um, be aware of these uh, alarms. They cannot go to playground because it is forbidden, yeah? It is too dangerous. They have, their life is dependent on alarms. We were living from alarm to alarm. Uh, when you hear siren, you have to dress up quickly, you have to go down. Uh, our new array had no shelter, so we were going to underground uh, parking. You stay there for two hours, then uh, you hear that alarm uh, is not working anymore, and you come back. Maybe in two hours you hear it again, and it would be all the time. And when it came to maybe three, four times per night already, it was too difficult because you have to wake up your kids several times per night and we have to go somewhere. I decided not to allow them to sleep in their beds because we had very big window. And in the case of explosion, this glass, broken glass can just cut. Uh, people and many perished like this. So they were sleeping in closet, small place like this. Uh, two of them, they are quite big already and they were sleeping like we say fish in a tin, you know, uh, without possibility to move. And this stress was coming on and on. And in two weeks, my daughter told me, mom, let them shoot me. I'm not going to sleep like this anymore. Because uh, it was a rule of two walls. You have to be in a place where you don't have windows because it would be somehow protection of a missile. So in this point, I realized that we have to leave. You are a teacher at a, at a Seventh-day Adventist school and it's in Odessa. You have a very vibrant school director. Tell us about her and how she helped you, your family, and other families. Her name is Tatiana, Tatiana Arkhangelskaya. Uh, actually, her surname means uh, Archangel. And in that time, she was like angel for us. You know, um, I like one song just from my childhood. If you go to a friend and uh, you are not sure what kind of friend he is, uh, bring him to the mountains. And then when you are in troubles, you can check and you'll decide, can you trust this, this person or not? She could uh, survive herself. She had uh, 
U.S. visas for all her family, and she could leave uh, Ukraine. And in this time, uh, everybody has to be responsible for himself, but she cared about all the school and cared about everybody to leave Ukraine and to be safe. And this is how we, uh, with her help and encouragement, and even she paid for our tickets, and she brought us to uh, Czech Republic. Uh, Tatiana is a person who can move mountains by faith. And uh, she told, I will start the school in Odessa even my daughter would be the one, the only one student there. And um, she came back to Ukraine because she uh, clearly understood, and all of us, we knew that without her, school won't survive. That is why she came back to Ukraine and uh, ran it in 2023. And uh, that time, when uh, we knew that war is real and it's not going to stop in just a couple of days or weeks and even months, um, we uh, saw how people were leaving. You just see through your window and you see car is packed, people are putting their suitcases and leaving, leaving, leaving. Our array is very big. Uh, we lived next to the school, around 40,000 people. And in two weeks, it was almost empty uh, because people were leaving. And I decided where to go. I have no place to go. And she called me and told, okay, you have chance to leave now. If you leave now, I help you. I know you have no money, no uh, relatives in Europe. I will help you. We'll find everything, don't worry. Uh, I'm sure in that time she didn't know how to uh, organize all these things as well, but I told you she has a great faith. And if somebody would tell, you can't do this, it's just impossible, she would say, okay, my heavenly father is rich and he can do everything. We can solve all the problems. So she started this school with just a few students, how many were, are there now? Um, now are uh, 72, if I'm not mistaken. Uh, you know, our worry was that school will stop its existence. And first time when we left Ukraine, we um, thought through Zoom to finish the 2022nd school year. But during, we, uh, during the summer, we have to decide what to do later. To run school or to stop it, how situation is going to be. And to the end of summer, it was already uh, decided that they are going to come back and continue to run the school. And you know, many kids, who had prejudice um, for Christian education. In that time, uh, people already didn't think about prejudice. They thought about um, real safety of their kids. They thought about uh, 
Christianity in that time, you know, God wasn't already uh, something they were shamed about. Because when real danger came, prejudices are not working anymore. You think about your kid, about your safety, about your life, and you don't think about all these things. Uh, she came back, and some other teachers came back to Ukraine and ran the school again. And many unbelievers came to school. And now, in danger, they are continuing uh, their work, um, encouraging people. Sometimes they have to uh, run their lessons in parking during the alarm. It's too dangerous. Now they have a dream to build school after the war is going to finish. I just amazed how God worked uh, through all the church, how Adra is helping people. Adra uh, was bringing people out of occupied territories. Adra is feeding a lot of people. Adra is helping our school in Odessa as well. People are starting to turn their hearts to God. Their coming churches are full with people who would never come in peaceful situation. So these troubles pushed them to believe in God because uh, now they understand, never mind how much money you have, never mind which position you have, never mind how big is your house and how good is your car, everything can end just in one minute.
when we came to Czech Republic, we were met again by our brothers who didn't know us. At 1 a.m., they came to uh, pick up us. They brought us to a safe place, and this is the time our kids could sleep, first time, how much they want, and nobody was disturbing them. You know, this time, uh, silence was even unusual because we got used to danger. Later, um, we got invitation from a president of Czech Republic and uh, Slovenian conference, uh, Brad Mikolaj, and he allowed us to stay in uh, Adventist Seminary in Sazava, very nice place. They were very helpful. I am very thankful to them. After this, when I already made my documents, it was the beginning of June, and uh, I wanted to get uh, three tickets because uh, for me and my kids, it was too expensive. We hadn't this money. It was the time of the year when the tickets are most expensive. So uh, around $5,000, it would be for us to come to Canada. Um, we started to pray, and it was a program when you, where you can register to get tickets, but I realized that over a million people are trying to register for these tickets, and uh, you would never succeed. We started to pray, okay, God, I have, um, I have visas, and we cannot stay in seminary for a long time because they are going to start the school year, they would bring their students. And uh, we cannot come back to Ukraine. We cannot stay here. We have to leave to Canada. But we don't have money for Canada. So God, please solve our problems. And uh, I uh, prayed, please, God, bring us to Regina, to Saskatchewan. It was no program in that time. It was no even imply that Canada would bring uh, people to Regina. In two weeks after um, our prayers and my, our friends were praying for us as well, I opened bulletin. My friend who told me about this program, she sent me bulletin from Regina, uh, news from Regina, and it was mentioned that it is opened the program from Poland to Regina, direct flight free tickets, and we easily could um, register for them. So, as for me, God opened the program uh, according to our prayers. He knew that we don't have money, he knew that we cannot stay there, we cannot come back, and he found a new home for us, a new home in Canada. We first heard about Olena um, through her friend, who is a member of our church, um, so one day, Sabbath afternoon, she approached me with her husband saying, can you put my friend, Lena, who's in Ukraine, and um, because we want to bring her to Canada, can you put, us in, put her in the prayer chain? And so we did that. So we have a prayer group that meets every night at 9 p.m. So we've been praying for her um, you know, for several months. And we met as a board and say, hey, we, we should raise some money for her. And so when she comes, then, then so that she can settle in better. So we started... Um, announcing to the, the people and the members, right? And we started collecting donations for the family. And it started pretty slow, right? Um, but 
money kind of trickled in, and then we thought our goal was to raise at least $2,500, so that will pay maybe two months of rent and a little bit of food. But, um, but last year, she sent us the video of message, and so we played that to the, all the members, and they were happy to see actually the family that we've been praying for, and, and the donation never stopped and kept on coming in and coming in, and it surpassed 2,500 and 3,000, 4,000 and 5,000, and I think we ended up raising over $8,000 for, for the family. Elena, what kind of possessions did you have to leave behind? Because it's quite a sacrifice to leave your country now to go to another, but you did it. Um, actually, we came just with suitcases because we knew uh, it's not easy to uh, carry all this luggage. And I was going with kids. They were not very helpful in this. So we just took our things. Many people in Ukraine perished because they didn't want to leave their places. They are trying to protect their houses, but perished together with them. I am so thankful for uh, church here in Regina. They helped me a lot. Before I even came, I already uh, knew that they are preparing something for us, and uh, they are really very, uh, very, very caring. When I first saw that, I was so blown away because they were so happy, they were jolly. They were, seems like they're more happier than my daughters who lived in Canada all of their life. Um, knowing what they have gone through, my expectation of them was very shy and quiet and reserved. And because they're in a strange land, everything is strange for them and they have to quarantine in a dormitory for 10 days, not being able to move around. But when I saw them, they were so happy. They realized God has been truly blessing them and even though they went through the um, difficulties, but God was blessing them in, in, in their heart, in their life, and, um, and they somehow they knew that this life, the new life they're going to live, will be will be better. My kids are visiting Adventist school here as well, and I'm happy that they are continuing with Adventist education. And uh, we live on the south uh, north part of. Regina and school is on the south, and uh, uh, it is a long way, but it, bus is not coming, and you know what, church even helped us to buy a car uh, to we could, I could bring my kids to school. They are just amazing, really helping a lot. Church and conference, I'm very thankful to them and to all the Ukrainians whom they help now. What is your dream for living here in Canada? You're here safely in Canada now. You're left war-torn Ukraine, and you're living here now. What would your dream be for living here in Canada? My dream is to continue working for uh, Adventist education. And uh, probably I have to upgrade my Ukrainian education to Canadian requirements but I really love to work with kids and I want to bring them this understanding of Jesus coming. Is there a Bible passage, maybe some scripture text that really encouraged you as you have been going through this experience? Yes, I would like to read one uh, verse which I like most of all. It's from Philippians chapter four verses six and seven do not be anxious 
about anything, but in everything, by prayer and petition, with thanksgiving, present your request to God. And the peace of God, which transcends all understanding, will guard your hearts and your minds in Christ Jesus. So, I believe that God is ruling all our lives. Olena, before we go, I wonder if you could pray for our viewers. Perhaps there is someone who is in a crisis situation and they feel like God is not able to help them. He's not there. He can't perform a miracle in their lives. Can you pray that they will see that God is real and that He can help them just like He helped you in your life? Okay. Dear Lord, I'm so thankful to you for everything what you are doing in our lives. I'm thankful for you that you brought us here so safely. Now I'm praying for those who are still in danger and trouble. I'm praying for those who don't know where to find their help. I'm praying for those who need you tremendously, for those who need you and maybe even don't understand this. Please help people in Ukraine realize that their first need is you and you can protect, you can provide everything. I pray for those who started to believe in you because of this war. Please help them to bring all their life according to your word and to meet you in happiness and in joy. I pray this in Jesus' name. Amen. Olena, thank you very much for coming and sharing your story with us here on It Is Written Canada. Thank you for letting me share my experience. And I believe that uh, people in Ukraine now are praying a lot and there are plenty of stories how God helped to everybody who is asking for his help. Thank you. As Olena shared, we can clearly see how the state of the world is just as the Bible said it would be immediately before Jesus returns. If you haven't studied the Bible books of Daniel and Revelation, our free offer, Focus on Prophecy, will help you to understand these prophetic books of the Bible and see how the prophecies of Daniel and Revelation will give you hope for your life today. By studying these free Focus on Prophecy study guides, you will experience a new hope as you come to understand Bible prophecy and God's plan for your life in these last days. Before you go, we would also like to invite you to follow us on Instagram and Facebook and subscribe to our YouTube channel and also listen to our podcasts. And if you go to our website, you can see our latest programs. You too can experience the fullness of life found in the words of Jesus when he said, It is written, Man shall not live by bread alone, but by every word that proceeds out of the mouth of God. Thank you for listening today. If you would like to watch a video of this podcast, please visit iiw.ca or you can go to our IIW Canada YouTube channel and click on the videos tab. Once again, thank you so much for listening.